What's going on? It's Howie Spangler, Tales from the Green Room, episode 52. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Oh, man, we're on the other side of 50. This is rad. Um, I sound a little uh, a little crazy because I didn't get much sleep last night. Did a show in Annapolis. It was a good time. Got home late. Drank a little bit. I'm not really drinking that much lately, which is great. So that's why I feel not as good today. Can't handle it anymore. <laughs> Once you stop for a while, it's like, you know, you have like one beer and you get a headache, you know? Um, yeah, I had a great time in Annapolis. First show of 2019. Uh, great turnout. I, I did not expect that many people to come out. Um, shout out to Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies. Brian Hardesty, <laughs> if you're out there listening, buddy. Um, crushed it on the acoustics once again. Uh, Jaw Works, um, reggae band that I dug from the 90s from... Uh, from Baltimore, they came out and played, just good guys, and it was just a fun show, so thanks everybody that came out, and made it awesome, um, leaving very soon, I gotta leave in like two hours, I'm heading to uh, Leesburg, Virginia tonight to kick off a little run, I'm doing a headliner down at the Tally Hill Theater, so if you're around, come hang, haven't been there in a while, ticket sales are looking good, um, thank you for that. And then uh, I think, yeah, tomorrow we're meeting up with the guys in Batfish, Sublime Tribute. Um, we're going to do, uh, I feel like, seven shows with them, something like that, uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and then we're going to Raleigh. Yeah, if, if you were planning on going to the Greenville, North Carolina show on Sunday, the 13th, it got moved. It, it, the venue's not ready or something. Like, it's not under, under it's been under construction, so... Uh, I guess when Badfish booked it, they didn't tell them that they really didn't even have a venue. So I don't know what happened. Uh, your tickets will be honored if, you, if you've if got tickets already and you want to make it to the Raleigh show. Um, you can you can just bring your ticket stub or whatever. Um, so we look forward to seeing you there. It's been a minute. We haven't been to Raleigh in a while. So. Um, and then uh, we're going to be in like Tennessee, like Nashville next week and um, a few more cities in in North Carolina and then we're doing um, Charleston so uh, yeah looking forward to that I haven't been to a lot of these cities in a while and Badfish are good dudes and then uh, next month kicking it off at One Love um, in Long Beach California and meeting up with The Expendables and Cashed Out some old friends of ours it's going to be a fun tour I think it's like five or six weeks so, ballyhurocks.com slash tour for all the tickets. Um, make sure you get out. I think Pueblo is already sold out in Colorado. Song of the day. Song of the day. Who's enjoying that? I'm enjoying that. I'm actually having a good time doing this. Um, we're on day, today's day 11. It's January 11th. Um, so, I don't know what song I'm going to play. Uh, go to uh, Instagram or go to my YouTube channel slash Howie Spangler. Uh, leave some comments. Let me know. What you'd like to me to what you'd like me to play? Maybe I might have to learn a cover. I don't know. Maybe an old Ballyhoo song. Maybe a new Ballyhoo song. I don't know. Just let me know. There's a lot of days, you know, in this month, and if it goes well, maybe the year. So we'll see. Um, but uh, let me know what I should be playing. Um, and if you're on the on the YouTube, please uh, subscribe and um, leave comments. Ring the bell, you know, so you get notifications when I put up a video. All that stuff. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. Um, what else is going on? Uh, just making music, working with um, a band called Meager Kings. 
I've had them in my studio this week. So look out for them sometime, hopefully this spring. They're going to get out there and start playing shows from the Ohio area. They play a lot in, uh, in Putin Bay and um, Port Clinton. Um, kind of almost done with the Bump and Uglies record. They did horns yesterday. There's just a few more things to do, and they'll be they'll be done with that. So, and it's sounding great. So, even better than uh, Beast from the East. So, it's been nice to be a part of it. Uh, I love producing and engineering and recording and making stuff. It's fun, and I get there and I, don't know, I have fun in Pro Tools. And uh, so, today um, I've got uh, I've got a, a really great artist. His name's Wax. Um, actually a Maryland boy um, and he's living in uh, LA now but dude's like a great rapper um, he's a funny dude he told me he does like comedy on the side I guess uh, stand up uh, so I'm gonna have to check that out but um so we I he called me on Monday this past Monday and I was right in the middle of recording drums for this meager Kings record at my brother's house, Donald, my drummer, our drummer, he's uh, he's playing drums on the, on the record. So I had my good interface over there. It's Thunderbolt. It's fast. I love it. For all you geeks out there, it's a Focusrite. Um, I have two. I got the, the, the Claret 8 Pre and the Octo Pre. I got those linked. And uh, it's a great interface. It's got the air technology. It's got that, that analog feel. And it's awesome. I love it. Um, so... Uh, I had that over his house and I didn't have, you know, my normal gear here for the podcast. So I, I use my 2i6, which is a USB interface. And for whatever reason, uh, I guess it doesn't like my computer and um, it kept shutting down. So we were talking, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like 15 minutes or something like that. And it kept shutting off. It kept stopping. I just these buffer warnings. And um, he's like saying all this good stuff, and I just, I was getting frustrated, you know. I had to keep stopping him, like apologizing, you know, for like amateur hour, you know. And that's never happened before. That's the first time that's happened when I'm doing like an interview over the phone. And uh, he was totally cool about it. So we decided to just, um, just shell, you know, put it up and um, come back to it. He called the next morning, and we got back to it. Just jumped right back into it, and. Um, he was totally great about it, and I appreciate his patience. Wax, thanks so much, man. You're awesome. Um, and we talked for nearly two hours on Tuesday. So um, so what you're going to hear first is our little bit that we talked, that we spoke on Monday. Um, I didn't want to trash it because we, he was saying some really great things, and um, we were just really starting to get into it. So it, I tried to make it, I did some editing, tried to make it make sense, you know, um, where it cut off and, you know, just try to keep it streaming there. Um so if it kind of doesn't make sense at certain points, that's the reason. Um, and then I broke it up in the middle there to, to let you know when we picked it up the next day. So, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I just didn't want to get rid of anything because we had a lot of great stuff. So, um, yeah, check this dude out if you get a chance. Um, dude, just clever, intelligent, uh, super sweet guy. Um, it was great to have him on. And uh, here it is, my interview with Wax. Wax, what's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, man. Just 
Sorry if I'm, my voice is a little froggy. I just just woke up. Dude, I know it's early for you. My, my bad. <laughs> That's all good, man. I wake up early. That's cool. No, I appreciate you uh, calling in, man. That's, that's rad. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, <clears throat> so I checked out your stuff like a couple years ago, um, and I was really uh, just thought it was awesome. And I knew you were um, you're like a Maryland dude, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Maryland. I grew up in Southern Maryland. Nice. What like uh, 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 what does it say like Prince George's County, something like that. Oh, I'm actually I actually grew up in Calvert County, but it's right right on the border of Prince George's County. Calvert. So I grew up in a really small town called Dunkirk. It's like a suburb of DC, probably like 45 minutes southeast of DC. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like suburban, but almost rural. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got some friends down uh, down that way, like Upper Chesapeake, uh, or I'm sorry, Upper uh, Upper Marlboro. There, the Upper Marlboro is pretty much where I grew okay. up. Okay. Nice. It's, it's like really, really close to there. Wow, right on. That's so cool. So we chatted for a few minutes the other day um, via the messages, and uh, you said you're, you're homies with um, the Grill Lincolns dudes. I am. I am. Yeah, because I remember, I remember it's, it's interesting, because I remember seeing your band's name, and then I actually, I actually noticed that you guys were doing really well, and I, ch I checked out some of your stuff. Even even in the past couple of days, you know what I mean. Since 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 you said since we got in contact about doing the podcast, and it's really it's really dope, man. I, I especially like the stuff you're doing on your Instagram with the with the acoustic and singing, man. You're fucking awesome. Oh, thanks, but, man. Uh, yeah, so I had re I had recognized that, and like, uh, yeah, I used to I used to kick it with uh, the Grilled Lincolns all the time. Especially for a while, I kicked it with the lead singer Riddy because we actually we actually had. My girlfriend many years ago and his girlfriend many many years ago were like best friends. We used to go on like double dates in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met those guys years ago. It's like had to be, it had to be mid two thousand something like that. Like oh four oh five oh six maybe. Yeah, it was like um, him and uh, it was Riddy and Rob that I, that I mostly talked to. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I think. Oh wait, no. Rob Rob D is the drummer. For some reason, I thought that Rob had the, there's two Robs in the band, but no, it's Mike is Baki, the bass player. But yeah, I know I know all those guys, and even even still, when I go back and do shows there, they they always play with me, and uh, I've been on I've been on the, their albums, and uh, they're just good dudes, man. And they're still doing it. They they don't fuck around. They still they're still playing. Yeah, dude. I know it's awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't talked to them in a very long time. I've been really 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 out of touch. Um, so we're always on the road and. Um, I like feel bags. I don't really know as many like artists as I used to from the area. I feel like I need to get like reconnect. I wonder what it is that makes you makes you have that feeling. You know, I wonder what it is that, that there's something about being from a certain area that makes you want to want to connect with people. Yeah, I, I just I guess it's like I feel like I should I should know what's going on in the in my area. Right. You know, like before you started really touring and having success, were you were you mostly in playing in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. So we were doing like, we we started touring actually in '06, and uh, before that, we'd we'd been a band since '95. So it, mm -hmm. it took us 11 years to get on tour, and um, you know, we were just kids, you know, when we first started the band. But uh, so it was always like Baltimore. We'd shoot up to like, like out to like Delaware. Like um, we'd do shows in like Dover and like, kind of like towards Ocean City. We never actually played in Ocean City back in the early days. I always wanted to. Um, Right. We've been doing secrets and stuff every summer the last three or four years, um, but uh, yeah, it was it was just doing shows in the city and uh, around like random like 
I remember doing some like punk rock show in Laurel. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. With a... I remember I had a really similar experience because I used to, you know, I was in, I was in a band for years for, uh, probably from like, I mean, you know, longer than this because we started when I was so young, but, but when we were at really active, probably from like 98 until like 2004, I was in a band in that area called McGregor and we used to play like all over Baltimore oh, and DC. Shit. And then we, we, we got, we got out a little bit, but we had kind of had the same experience where we, you know, we do like weird shows in Northern Virginia. And then like, uh, we, we used to go down to like, uh, what's it called? The outer banks and do shows down there. And we, but we, we, we got out sometimes, but mostly, mostly we're based in Baltimore. And I think it's, it's not a real, like, I don't know. There's something about the Baltimore, like rock band scene. It's, it's not like, it's not like super close knit or defined. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to diss it. It's fun. It's a great, great city, but it's not like there's like a, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I've lived in Los Angeles for fucking 11 years now, but yeah. And I, but I, I could be wrong about that. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it's no, I, no, I, I think you're right. I think there's, Baltimore has so many styles of music. It's so it's insane. Right. You can get anything you want there. But as far as like the rock scene is concerned, um, there's a lot of like, um, at least back in the 2000s, there were a lot of like butt rock bands. Like you know the bands that were trying to sound like Buck Cherry and like these kind of like yeah. that kind of shit. And I'm just not into any of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, but then something started happening in, uh, I'd say, the the late 2000s um, when when we started getting out there and doing like we're we're kind of like we're in with like the reggae rock scene um uh -huh. and so there's and that whole scene is like really exploded in the last 10 years and uh when we started playing out more i started noticing like other little baby bands popping up that were kind of doing the sound they were they were mixing reggae um with like pop and rock or punk or whatever and uh right, right. so that's kind of where i've you know, kind of focused, and, and so I know a few bands from that. We used to do shows with Soldiers of Ja Army, so Soja. Oh, Soja, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, you know, I, I love seeing any, any anybody that's had success. I love seeing it, which is crazy. Like they're like they're big, they're bigger out here than they ever were there. I think you know what I mean. Soja, man, exploded, dude. I remember we played a show with them in in Philly. Like I want to say it was like '05, and we used to we used to do pretty well up there at this venue called grape street and uh, yeah, i used to do grape street uh, i played there a bunch of times nice, dude yeah yeah well so yeah. they they had a small place on a, on the actual grape street and then they moved down the street to like this bigger complex for a couple years um and uh i think they've since moved back to the old location but um interesting yeah so we used, to, we used to kill it up there we were playing there like every couple months and like doing great and then uh we played a show with soja and they played after us and I didn't know a whole lot about them. I knew they were from D.C. and all that. But um, yeah, uh, they came up and there was like probably, I don't know, 300 people there or something like that. And I was like, holy shit. Like we never drew, uh, we hadn't drawn that many people before up there. And, and I'd never really, I'd heard of them, but I didn't know anything about them. And they were just killing it. Mm -hmm. And then like a few few years later, they, they sold out like a 500 cap, cap room in Lincoln. Uh, at, I'm sorry, at, a, in, at Raleigh, North Carolina. And we did that show with them. And then, like, <clears throat> like not a year later, man, they're just like huge, just on tour buses and like just doing it, you know. It's so it's so crazy to see stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, Grape Street must have had a different location because the one the one we used to play, I don't know, three hundred people would have fit in that shit. 
We used to play at one called it was called the Grape Street Pub in Manny Young. Yeah, Manny Young, dude. I remember yeah. there's it's so cool to see it. Like I remember we used to do we used to do shows up there with a band called Hailstorm. Mm. You know Hailstorm. And that's where it cut off for the last time. And I was like bummed out and we canceled the we just canceled the call and we just said, Okay, let's let's do this again tomorrow because like we were just getting into some good stuff and I, it was just frustrating to have to deal with all the uh, all the issues. So um, he called back the next morning, and we picked it up where we left off. And uh, here's here's that. And we talked for like almost two hours. So sit back, enjoy. Word. Yeah, I had, to, I had to make my daughter some chocolate milk, and you know. Now you make it, you don't just get a chocolate? No, yeah, I probably should, man. I, I, I'd save a lot of time. You do like Hershey syrup and just regular milk? Yeah, man, old school. <laughs> it's better. Yeah, I think it is better. Oh, man, so what's uh, what's going on? How are you doing today? Chilling, chilling. I guess this is, uh, this is the, these are the first words I've spoken today. Oh, Still. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so yeah, yesterday we had some uh, technical issues, and uh, I got my my good interface back, and I did a bunch of recording last night with it, and no problems. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so we were starting to get into it yesterday. Um, you were in a band called McGregor back mm-hmm. in the day, and when you mentioned that, uh, I didn't really get to comment on it because of the, the damn. I think it was cutting off, but so yeah, I saw if you were in the band at this point, I saw you guys at the vault. Yeah, there was never there was never a time that I wasn't in the band for sure. Oh, rad! There was never yeah, there was never. I was like the I was like the main dude, you know. Me and my me, I have a twin brother, and me and him were like the, the guitar and bass and lead vocalist. Yeah, the fucking vault. That's crazy. Dude, the vault. Dude. Crazy dude. Jack LaBeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We did a couple shows with him there. Um, and uh, I, they were probably terrible. I, mean, I don't think anybody showed up. The sound in that place was awful. Yeah, it was just a big... It, I don't think it was treated. Not at all. It, it, it really did sound like a vault. It sounded like... like a, it, 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 was, it, was, it was called the vault because it was an old bank. Yeah, vault. it was an old bank. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy, man. Damn, you've been doing this shit for a while, yeah, too. Dude. Yeah, out on Utah Street. They, um, yeah. Yeah, um, that was one of the first clubs that we played. It was uh, it was that. We, the first bar we ever, like, club we ever played in Baltimore was the Auto Bar, the old one. Oh, yeah. I never played at the Auto Bar. Never played the Auto Bar. Um, no, we used to do the Vault. We used to do Fletcher's. Yeah. We used to do, I mean, I've done the 8x10 probably even. I don't even so out of the loop i don't know what's up with it now but i've, I've done that actually relatively recently now now the last few times i've been in baltimore they do the one um baltimore downstage yeah and uh yeah i don't yeah dude the fucking the vault wow <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy yeah man um the uh we did the auto bar i think one time and we were like probably like 17 or something like that and they, wow. they were giving us um they gave us like a, a, a case of Coors Light, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't drink back then, but my brother did. My brother was younger than I was. He was like fifteen or sixteen. He was like chugging the beers, funny as shit. Man, I remember playing at the vault, and uh, I don't know if this is interesting for anybody listening, but but, uh, but yeah, I remember 
Jack Lebesh was such a character. He's such like a, a guy that you wouldn't think was in did did what he did. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think I always think about him because I re- I remember on a couple different occasions there were bands that played there. Ba- people like me and you that you know when you, when you play at the vault you might you might get fifty bucks to split between your five piece band or whatever you right. know. And you just kind of do it. You just you just do it. And uh, I remember like people being a little diva, like a little diva-ish there, and kind of like yelling at Jack Lebesque because they were supposed to get seventy bucks and they only got sixty or something <laughs> like that. And I tell, I always tell people now that people, those are the people you know aren't going to make it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like I, we were talking about yesterday before your um, interface got fucked up. Like the main the the main thing in the whole like I guess be, doing music for a living is stamina. And I feel like it, like people that are, it's like the old do- complaining about pennies, you won't make dollars kind of thing, right, you know? Right. But yeah, I always think about that guy. Yeah. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to think about guys. <laughs> totally cool. Um, yeah, uh, man, those the, the old days, uh, you mentioned Fletcher's, man, we used to kill it over there. I, that was my favorite place to play there. Fletcher's was a shit. Yeah, there was a time in the in the early two thousands when we started playing there. I probably oh three oh four when we really started getting in there, and there were a good like probably two or three years, um, maybe four years. We we would play there every few months and just have really fun shows. And there was the something about the music scene back then, like um, like the the rock scene. I, I felt was a lot more, you know, for what we were doing. We were friends with a lot of bands that were they were all doing well and everything seemed to be thriving, and um, it, it just sort of like I, everything kind of split off at some point. Like Fletcher's closed, and um, and there was a point where the eight by ten became the funk box, and then yeah, I remember that. Of course. Yeah, <clears throat> um, there's a sort of weird thing happening, and uh, and you know nowadays it's um, I, I I mentioned this before, but I don't really i'm not really very connected anymore and so i only only know kind of the bands that i've known for a while um and i'm not really very familiar with a lot of new bands in the area um nobody that really sticks out i don't know if that's because it's lacking or maybe i'm just not paying attention um certainly a little yeah i don't know man i mean i haven't i haven't i haven't lived in the baltimore and dc area in 12 years so so i'm just like i just physically don't know what's going on but also i think that I think I, I I bet you that people are a little less connected in general now because people kind of operate on the internet more than in, more than in, on the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this is true. But dude, Fletcher's was Fletcher's was the shit. We used we used to because uh, there was something there was it, it sounded good and there was something profession more professional and about it than something like the Vault. And like we used to have real good shows there, and 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 then we also knew knew a couple of people that worked at the bar across the street. There used to be a bar there called Friends, and we used to we used to like they have an after party there. I just remember having good times there, dude. That's rad. Yeah, we would do uh, we would do a lot of Monday nights with uh, Matt Davis from Ninety Eight Rock. <laughs> dude, you're bringing back like memories I didn't even know I had. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's memory lane for me too, man. It's a, it was a good time in my life. Um, Matt, yeah, Matt's too. a Matt's a great great dude, and um, he would put us on the noise in the basement shows on Monday nights, and then we would after the show we'd go downstairs to the bar at Fletcher's and just rage it up till two in the morning, you know. Right. Um, Damn. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the green room upstairs, like <laughs> like the smallest green room ever. One yeah. of them. 
Yeah, it was a uh, that was a cool, that was a definitely a good spot to to cut our teeth. I remember the first time I got in there. Um, I don't know if you remember any of these bands or not, but um, uh, the first time I went in there it was it was a noise in the basement show, and it was one of those like I have to get in here and play. Um, I saw it was Agents of the Sun, it was Lennox, uh, Movado, and there was like one other band. But there were these there were these few bands, these rock bands in town that were like really starting to make noise. Um, I do rem- I, I remember the, so the names more than the bands, but I definitely remember Agents of the Sun. Yeah, we definitely played with them. That's a band that that broke out for a little while. They um they had a couple records and uh, they did a bunch of shows with Three Eleven and um. And I, I just love the I love the band and they're all good dudes and um, I don't know I guess things just didn't work out you know as as they do but um, right <clears throat> but yeah that that the early two thousands was like where I really started feeling like uh, becoming a part of the scene and things were like starting to happen like we were getting some some notice you know but it wasn't until like oh six that when we put our second record out when things really started like popping off like we got on the road and it, we were getting attention and you know. Yeah. So was there any was there anything was there anything that like um was there any like specific things that kind of made made you kind of pop off was it like the 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 album as a whole or was there specific songs or Yeah, it was definitely like the the record like uh, it's definitely certain songs on the record. I I'd, I'd say a good half of the record um was uh there were there were, there were like popular songs that people were getting into like we were doing the whole we were doing like the whole reggae rock thing before there was really a name for it like nobody knew what to call right. it and um i think people still don't really I, they're calling it american reggae stuff like that now but um but uh back in the day it was like we're just mixing reggae and punk rock and you know ska or whatever and uh right. we started going out and we were playing these like songs that are like kind of feel good like you want to go like you can play at a beach party or a house party. There's a lot of different scenarios, but um, we're synonymous with like feel good music, lifestyle, like you know, beach, whatever, yeah. hanging out. Mm-hmm. And um, and I guess that just sort of resonated in like the the stuff I was writing was like um, real honest, and I think people appreciate honesty with the, with lyrics, and um, you know, they can they see th- see agree. through bullshit. You know, if you try to be something that you, if you're not. I think it's great to expand and grow and, and uh, be uh, always trying to better yourself and try different things, but you sort of got to stay in your lane in a way when it comes to the fans. Right. right. Um, I, yeah, man, I saw, I watched, I watched, I remember I watched one of your, one of your videos on your Instagram. It was a song called, I think it was called On My Way. On My Own. And it was like the very, on my own, the first, the like the very first line was really, that you say in the video was like really honest. You know what I mean? It was something about your girl leaving you, and it was so, somewhat suicidal, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, but 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 it was like you know it was it was like raw honesty. You could tell it came from a real place. You can you can get like people people can fucking smell that shit from a mile away. Yeah, yeah, and they, they just won't fuck with you. You know, it's like um, we 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 put out a record last year, and it was kind of like uh, it was more on the like pop reggae side and. I'm very proud of it. I thought it turned out really great, and there's a lot of great songs, and some of the songs are still in our top ten on Spotify and all that. So it's 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 it was a good record, but our hardcore fans like they um, didn't love it as much. Like our new record is more like it's a little more back to the punk rock and like heavier, and it's got some metal breakdowns right. and shit. And like the lyrics right. just came from a dark place because a lot of a lot of weird shit happened to me the last couple of years, and my dad passed and all that stuff. So it was like I had to write about all that. Oh, sorry to hear oh yeah, that. thanks, man. 
I had to write about it, uh, uh, write about it, and um, it's just it's just the way it came out, you know. And, and I think the fans are really relating to it a lot more and kind of making it their own, as opposed to last year's record that you know it was more of a party record, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like you know, if you're if you're if you're partying, sometimes you're you're partying, you know. If you're sad, sometimes you're sad. Yeah, yeah. Bands, bands are like it's it's it, you know, bands are just. Or writers, rather, are, are are just people, you know. If they're honest, they're, their shit's gonna vary because people vary. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. Um, so uh, so what what uh, what took you to L.A. like? And you said about eleven, twelve years ago. What was the decision? Yeah, yeah. When I actually uh, speaking of my band, my when my band broke up, I I actually I actually kind of I actually made the attempt to kind of quit doing music. Not I wasn't gonna quit doing music, but quit attempting to pursue it you know what i mean i tried to get i got, I had a, a bunch of uh i mean even while i was in the band i had a bunch of regular jobs you sure. know but like after the band broke up i really tried to like i had a few different jobs like i fucking was a mortgage broker <laughs> for a second <laughs> I, tried, <laughs> I, tried to do, I had a friend i had a friend who uh in maryland who was um who was who was a mortgage broker? This was b- right before the fucking crisis, the the housing crisis of two thousand eight, and the company that I worked for was like the prime example of a company that was like shady, giving out mortgages that people shouldn't happen. There's a reason it happened. Like it, but but I had a homie who was doing mortgages, and he was making like fifty thousand dollars a month or some crazy Ooh. shit. So so, I, so like I I went I went. He was like he was like yeah, they're always looking to hire people, and I worked in this call center in Baltimore, and it was like. Dude, there was like fist fights in the office multiple times, and uh, it was like this shady, shady company where you worked only for interest. And I, I, I was there for like six months, and I was like, "Fuck this!" this that was that was after I had a, a couple different like office gigs and restaurant gigs and whatnot. And uh, and I wasn't doing, I wasn't, I, I hated that job, and it was super, uh, you know, whatever. I, I had a girlfriend at the time; she was also from Maryland, and she got a, she got offered a job in San Diego because. Because another friend of ours was offering offering her a job, so I was like, "Dude, I ain't doing shit. Let's move." I already had, I already had actually a couple friends that that lived in San Diego, so I moved there. Uh, I started working like construction there, and while, during that time, me and my brother made an album. Me and my brother made a. Uh, uh, he goes by Herbal Tea, so we got we're waxing Herbal Tea is the the two of us, and uh, we made it. We made an album at that time. And then me and the girl broke up, and she moved back to Maryland. So I was I was in San Diego. I was working construction for for well, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was it, it, at the time it was rough, but looking back at it now, it seems awesome living in San Diego, kind of being independent, like yeah. being ridiculously broke, living in my friend's garage, working construction. But it was still kind of just like fun. It's a good place to be like broke, a, man. It was, yeah, 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 exactly. Good weather, dude. If I was. If I would have ended up being homeless, it would have been a lot better than being homeless in Detroit or something. <laughs> <Yeah. like that. laughs> but uh, but but I but I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I was, I'm a, I'm like I, I I was like getting too fucked up too. Like I was like really going in on the the like mostly alcohol. But uh, so I decided I decided you know what I'm gonna change my life and I moved to I moved to L.A. by myself and I I started going. I went to school actually. I went to a, uh, the L.A. Recording School. I got a I got a student loan at a crazy, as a ridiculous interest rate, and uh, <laughs> fuck it. I went to I went to school for a year. I went to I went to the Los Angeles Recording School where I I, I kind of like honed the skills of using Pro Tools and uh, 
you know, I was a musician since I was young, but I, I, even to the, even after the school, even to this day, I, I don't, I'm not an engineer, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a gear dude. I'm not a, that's just not in my mind. Like I don't even like know what kind of guitar I got. You right. know what I mean? Like I just, I know how to play it, yeah. you know, but I don't know how, but I, but at this school, I, I learned to record myself. I learned a lot about compression and EQ and what exactly everything is that I, that I, I really should have discovered by myself already anyway i went to the school for a year and i was working like a delivery job and at around all that time during all that time when i was in san diego for a year too like kind of like youtube became a thing like people started putting videos on youtube and i actually started i was watching like there was like this this series of videos called uh i can't even remember what it was called now but it was like Dudes would have camcorders, and they just film a dude rapping. It was usually in the, in the grimiest of neighborhoods in Philadelphia. It was almost always Philadelphia. There was, like, these dudes who would just fucking be rapping out on the street corner. And it would, these, these things would have, like, millions of views. And I used to be super a super, like, fan of these videos. And, uh, and, then, and then I was like, man, I fucking, I fucking can rap. I, I've been rapping for a while. I, and uh, I started making my own shit. You know, well, obviously, it didn't look like that. It was my own thing. Yeah. But um, I would make videos where I would be driving around in my car and uh rapping and then i'd also have i'd also make other ones where you know because I, I i i play guitar and sing and i'm really like a songwriter and whatnot and i started making these videos all the while i'm making I, like while i was in that school i recorded another album where I, like uh with, with a producer homie that that i met online actually my friend eom who, who actually passed away last year oh, rest in peace but uh but he, yeah, thanks, man. But but he, uh, but yeah. So so, a couple of the videos that I put on YouTube kind of started to really gain traction, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and and eventually, eventually at that time, like two thousand nine, I was I was like barely, barely, barely able to like to squeak by with uh, with uh, like selling T-shirts and doing like little shows and and selling selling basically selling stuff online music or or whatever streaming was streaming was still kind of new then you know it was, it was still it was still like that was back when cd baby was the shit yeah, yeah, you know what i mean definitely. and um so I, I i could barely barely do that you know and like i started to have like so since i was in la too like i started like people started to kind of notice me I got, I got a manager and shit that saw my video that's funny the first the first manager i had he was he, he worked for interscope huh. And I had, and he was like, "Yeah, come down, and meet me in my office." And like, for me, I'm from a fucking small town in Maryland. I've never known anybody personally that like worked in the music business. You know what I mean? Right. I always thought, even at that, even then, I th- I always thought that like, if you went to Interscope Records, like there'd be fucking guards watching out for all the people that be standing outside trying to fucking freestyle everybody walking by and <laughs> hand them demo tapes and shit. But it's just a regular building, like a fucking bank. Really? You know, you just go in there and whatever. But I was super uh, impressed. By, by stuff like that at the time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, but no, I, I ended up having a manager, and I ended up having a different manager, and I went through a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> I went through a lot of stupid shit, man. But I ended up um, just gaining a lot of popularity online. I ended up getting a rec a big a record deal. I got a deal with Def Jam, which was a crazy experience. Yeah. Uh, that's that's like the that's the one of the big ones, man. Yeah, it was one. It's like the, it's like if you're if you're a kid and you're talking with your friends, if you joke about getting a record deal, if you're a rapper, you, you joke about what Def Jam gonna call you. you know what <laughs> I mean? like, that's like the one. Yeah. 
But I had a fucking crazy, I had a crazy experience, man. I had a, uh, they, there was a, there was an A and R guy at Def Jam who likes me, and he he like showed my shit to the boss. The boss was L A Reid yeah. at the time, and I went to a fucking, I had like a, like some shit you read about. Like we went to a, a bungalow in Beverly Hills, and I brought my guitar and a CD, and I played him a couple songs off the CD, and I played him just one song, I think. Uh, on my guitar right there and he was like fucking he loved it he was like he's like you got it let me tell you something you got awesome, it man. <laughs> and then like two days two days later i had a deal Dude, that's amazing it was pretty crazy man pretty crazy and then you know god it's 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 a really long and hard to explain story that that experience but you know i started i started working with a bunch of producers and and um i made a bunch of songs we put. We, I only. Put, I only put officially put out one song through that through that label, like official, official. At that time, at that time, rappers would make mixtapes, where it's like, it's just free. You know what I mean? You could. It wasn't really like putting shit out. It's kind of like, again, that was before streaming. That was when it was like it was valuable to give a, give away a free download link to an album. You know. Right. Whereas now people don't even want that. They just be like, is it on Spotify? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, so I did a couple mixtapes while I was with them, but and then I put out one song, mm-hmm. and the song the song failed to kind of do well. I had this song; it was kind of it was actually kind of in the same vein as what you were talking about, kind of like feel good, kind of. It wasn't reggae, but it kind of felt like that, you know. It felt like a California sunshiny kind of song, but it was this song called called Two Wheels. This was the single I put out with Def Jam, and it was a rap out. Because at that time I had a DUI and I got my license taken away and I was riding my bike everywhere oh, and it was kind of it was kind of about it was about that and the, the point of the song was supposed to be like you know don't let life get you down you can make the best of a shitty situation you know yeah. but like the, the main lyric was like oh yeah oh my my I don't give a fuck about a DUI <laughs> and like dude right right when the song came out and they're trying to push it to like the radio and shit. That dude Ryan Dunn died in a oh. uh, drunk, dri- drunk driving Timing. accident. And like, you know, how sometimes you know, how sometimes when you make a song, you don't really realize, you don't really listen to it. Yeah. As a, as a th- as a third person. Yeah. It just sounds good. And you're like, you're like, they don't give a fuck what you meant. They they, they the, the catchiest part of the song is what they sing. And like every radio station that I talk to about, they'd be like, oh yeah, the drunk driving song. <laughs> oh, the drunk driving song. Jesus Christ. And it just sounds like a, it sounded like a promotion of drunk driving. So it's kind of a fail on my part. And the single didn't it failed to do anything and I, I i fucking worked with all these producers and i was in a it's, i don't even know how to explain the state of mind i ended up getting in but i ended up not being able to do to even write like yeah, they were throwing me around to different producers and I, I, the goal was to make a radio hit mm. and I, I just i guess i just fucking didn't make one you know what i mean right. at least not in their not in their eyes i did, i never never made one and i was i was in a real fucking weird place because I've, I've never been like a like a never really i've never really tried that hard to be a pop star i've just done my thing you know what i mean like so i don't know i might i might have just been the wrong kind of artist for them to sign you know probably man and i, I also i also was like i also was i'm, a, I'm, fu- I'm an alco- alcoholic you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> at, the time, at the time at the time i was really bad and uh I didn't. I don't. I was stupid. I didn't really think about the fact that maybe maybe one of the reasons I'm depressed every day is because I drink a million pounds. You know, I I'm, I fill my body with a dep- depressant yeah. every day. You yeah. know, but I ended up getting the crazy part about it was the day after they dropped me, I put out a video for this song called Rosanna. Yeah, and the video the video 
went viral and blew up and I ended up getting a deal with Warner Music Germany and that song ended up being like being like a smash hit in in like Eastern Europe and like like it was like the number one song in Austria and Germany and Switzerland and I guess that's not really Eastern Europe but like the middle of Europe I don't know what the fuck you call that part of Europe but the Germany area the Germany you know? area yeah so in 2013 I was like a I had I was like a one hit wonder in a bunch of countries over there I was always always over there performing on their their version of like MTV Spring Break and shit <laughs> like Good Morning Germany it was fucking nuts man it was it was it was really crazy like I was. Uh, like I remember, like for in Austria, especially that's where it did the best. I was like, um, I had the number one song in the country for four weeks in a row. And like, if you look at the charts, like it was like the next number two would be "Get Lucky," you know, by Pharrell. And then number, like it was just like it was crazy. That's like huge. I don't know. And it was kind of it kind of sucked because that that song, like when I fir- when I first made it, I was signed to Def Jam here, and I I sent that song to the radio department the day I made it and said I thought it was a hit. So, but but the song never became a hit here. And uh, anyway, anyway, that was a, that was 2013 was a crazy year for me because I became a one hit wonder in Germany and Austria. Wow! And then since yeah, it was crazy. And then since then, long story short, since then I've just been kind of continuing to be an independent artist. I put out a few albums and collaborative albums, and and now it's you know I've had some some cool shit happen. I've had some bad shit happen. My 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 friend who's like a brother to me, EOM, who's produced a lot of my music, uh, passed away of a of a rare disease last year, which was which was sad. So that's that's been it was a it, 2018 was pretty fucked up for me. Yeah. But um, but it's but strangely enough, like I I, I have a really I have a really uh I have a really uh optimistic outlook of this year and the past like couple months I've been doing nothing but working on music. I got some really good, really good stuff that I'm working on now, and I live. I live here in Los Angeles. I got me and my homie have a house where we have a the main the the master bedroom. We we made it a studio. Now we have like Studio B in the garage as well, and uh, it's like it's kind of like I'm kind of living the dream in a way. If I'd be living the dream more if I owned the house and if we had a drum set, but yeah. if we, but I'm pretty much it's like. When I was younger and I, I thought about what I wanted to do, I'd be like, "Yeah, I just want to have a house where I can just kind of like record music and have and and have a studio there." And I, I guess I, ha- I have that now, so I try to be grateful, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely the the, the dream as well for me. Like, um, like I I live in like a, a townhouse, you know? It's cool. You're in Harvard. Ho- I'm in Harvard Grace, yeah. Um, and I just over over years, I, I just been sort of like. When people are like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, all right, I want these speakers. Or like, you know, right. I'm looking at this mic right now. Or like, but see, the problem is with me is like all the shit that I want is expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel, yeah, man. I feel bad. So like I found these speakers. Are like, it was like 150 bucks. It's like, look, that's all I want. Just give me that, you know. And, right. you know, was, uh, that was a couple of years ago. And um, upgraded to the to the Rocket 5s, the KRKs since then. And, right. um, you know, slowly upgrade. But like. Um, you know, just over birthdays and Christmases and, and whenever I have some spare money, I'll, I'll just buy gear and like little things and sort of, I just been, now I've got, I kind of put together this studio in my house. And the last thing that I bought was, um, this Roland V drum kit and, uh, it's really nice and it's got great sounds. And, um, so I pretty much have a full on production studio here and I can just That's do whatever awesome. I want, you know? 
Is that so, but you have a but you go to a different place for your for your band to record? Yeah, so like we the band did we did one song here it's called This Chick is Whack and we did it last year and I was like I just really want to do it. It's it's reggae. We'll do it on the, on the V drums. It'll sound dope like um and I just sat there and just slaved over just mixed the shit out of it and like I just wanted it to sound the best it could. And so we put it out, you know, and I was really proud. But for like the big stuff like the the big rock stuff and everything like this new record we we always go to like our buddy down in Florida or something like that and um oh nice yeah yeah so yeah we've recorded like I don't know like four records in Florida I think you guys have four piece uh yeah four piece oh, okay cool yeah um so but yeah it's it's great I just love the process man I love like just getting down here and having my own spot and just being able to fire up the computer and just start working and making things yeah know? and um doing the podcast and then you know has been something really rad too the last year and um uh, just learning more about how to be an engineer and um understanding eq and compression which is like the hardest thing for me like eq and compression is like the weirdest thing ever so compression especially yeah it's weird it's weird i didn't i didn't i didn't and i i until i went and keep in mind me and you are from a generation where you can't go go to a machine and it will give you the answer to every question sure yeah like we don't we don't, we don't have that it it's out. fucking different it's fucking different now you can learn anything on on the internet but uh but when i didn't i also don't have i'm also just like the reason i went to school when i went first moved to la is because i'm like i'm kind of like a school dude like if you if i don't if i don't i'm not forced to learn it i'm probably not gonna learn it you know what I mean? yeah but like yeah, but yeah, like before I went to that school, I I didn't really know what compression was. I knew that you had to put it on your voice to make it sound good in a recording, and I but I didn't really understand what it was or how to like how to how to hear it and judge like what what you need what's needed. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I, and I still really am not a I'm I'm far from a master at it, but like I just I just and you know I just kind of get my like uh, I just kind of have like a, a session template. Where I kind of ha- I kind of know what my voice sounds like and shit. Luckily, I, I'm, I'm mostly only recording the same kind of things. You know what I mean? My my own voice and my own guitar and bass and shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to. Um, I have a lot of the same setups and I have like presets that I've made and things. And um, the do that. I don't know if you uh, check this out, but the um, the Slate VMS is what I have by Slate Digital. Um, oh, okay. Dude, it's this mic and it's uh, he calls it like ultra ultra linear like frequency response but like anyway um they they modeled these really classic two mics like uh the 251 um, we have one of those we have a we have a slate mic yeah, it's the slate ml1 dude it's so sick i yeah we have one of those mics yeah and it kind of comes with its own little software thing yeah yeah you just load it up and um it's got all a bunch of different mics and uh so last year or no 2015 when we recorded the the girls record um uh, we recorded at Sonic Ranch in uh, Tornillo, Texas, and it's about 30, 30 miles east of El Paso, and the place is insane. It's it's on a thirty two hundred acre pecan farm, but the dude. Wow, the, I've heard I've heard that I've heard of that place. Yeah, um, so a lot of bands have gone there, and um, like so we went there for the first time for like fifteen days to do this record, and it's like this it's like a resort man for musicians and like so much to play with, all these different studios, all this gear. Um, and the mic that I used was a, a, a Telefunken 251, and it's a $30,000 microphone, um, right, right? right? And it sounds amazing. Wow. So, so when Slate put this out, I checked it out, and they've, they've got a 251 in there. So it's like for 1000 bucks, you get that mic plus – you got like over $100,000 in microphones, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. It's like those guitar amp modeling joints, but it's kind of none of them are perfect, obviously, but they're better than spending thirty thousand. dollars Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's really amazing. Like I've recorded a lot of stuff with this mic, and it just it just sounds so great. And then, so go ahead. So what is what do they do? Like, so you go down there for fifteen days, and you guys stay at the place. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's fucking rad. So they've got it's basically set up like a hotel or like a motel. Um, it's just, it's all, you know, one level, all the rooms and stuff, but every room is like decorated with like this old, like, you know, 15th and 16th century decor and like just really, really cool stuff. Um, they have these nice Mexican ladies that, that make you whatever you want in the morning for breakfast. Um, and then they'll make you lunch as well. And then you're kind of on your own for dinner, but they've got like plenty of stuff that you can make yourself there in the kitchen. Um, and you just stay there and he's got like, I think four or five different studios uh, on the grounds. And um, we had the... And they have engineers that work there. They've got engineers. uh, So, yeah, you you, whatever the fee is, that includes the engineer. And basically, you can make your own hours. So whatever time you want to... If you want to be up at, you know, 3, 4 in the morning recording, you know, you, you can go do it. And it's... So is this a thing? Is this a th- is this a thing that anybody can do? Yeah, you just got to... That's crazy, man. <laughs> Fucking! It should be called shredding breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's great, man. Yeah. Um, no, they they uh that that sounds that sounds fucking amazing. It, it was it was the the guy Tony that runs the place is he's probably the most interesting man in the world. Like he's that guy. Um, he just he dabbles in everything, and he's just like he's on this other plane. It's it's wild. Um, like he'll I've heard he does this many times. Like. It's like this thing that he does for everybody's birthday. If it's your birthday, and he'll bring the cake, and like he'll like cut the cake with like a samurai sword, like just like <laughs> random shit. One night, I was in the kitchen. I was like making some like frozen pizza or something. Like eleven o'clock, we just finished tracking. We were all about to go to bed, chill out, and uh, he comes in the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Tony? How you doing?" He's like, "Do you guys want to do like a wine tasting over here? I, I I gotta get some new wines in here." And I'm I was like, uh, yeah. So I like text all the guys. <laughs> we sat there for like three hours just drinking this expensive wine and just getting fucking That's wasted. Awesome. It, it was the best. <laughs> yeah. Is he is, so? So he he has a bunch of studios full of awesome gear. Like like he has drums. He's and got amps and everything. Mics and everything you need. You don't all kinds of outboard gear. Yeah, shit. you don't have to bring anything. You just bring you and like a producer if you want. But like, yeah, you've got everything at your disposal. You can use anything. And there were. 70 guitars to pick from what was the name of the album that you guys did there? uh girls did you do the whole thing did the whole there? record there um oh dude i'm gonna check that yeah, out yeah check it out there's yeah the, all the tones are just great um do they mix it there too or like how does that work no actually i mean you can you can definitely mix it there um with you know what the engineer uh our engineer was jerry who was like amazing he just knew everything he was such a good engineer um, but we, we actually, uh, had Paul Leary produce it. The guy, he did the, the sublime self-titled record. He was oh, in wow. Bottle Surfers. Yeah. Um, so he, That's he awful. took it back home to Texas. I think he lives in Austin. He took it back home and he mixed it there. But, uh, but yeah, all the tones and stuff, like just the drums, everything sounds great. The live rooms are, are amazing and everything's treated and it's a really rad spot. Wow, man. That sounds like, um. First of all, you should advertise that place. You should be a. They should, you should get them to sponsor your podcast because <laughs> people that listen to this that are musicians are going to be like, "Dude, let's go to the Sonic Ranch, man." It's the jam. But uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a place not only that like a band like yourself would go. It sounds like um, 
Have you heard of the shit they do? It's more for like for older men where it's like rock and roll dream summer camp or something like no. that. No, I haven't. But it's there was like the, the I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know how kids have like school of rock. They have that for like old dudes where like you you, you it's almost like a make a wish foundation thing where you can like where you can like jam with Angus Young or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have that shit. But it reminds it reminds me of something that like my point is, it reminds me of something that musicians would do. Not even, not even to like, oh, we're a band, we're needed to make a record. It's like, oh, that just sound, that just that I've been, I'm, I'm 55, 60 years old, and I'm, I still love playing blues guitar. Me and my buddies jam every weekend, and let, let's go on vacation instead of going on a carnival cruise. Yeah. you go to the Sonic Ranch and just vibe out. You know, get away from it all. Yeah, it's it, that just really sounds like a place where you really fucking. Especially when you said it was three thousand acres or whatever, like you really get away. Yeah, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, and um, it's right on the border. Like he he drove us down. It's like a mile away from like the fence there. Yeah, um, and he was telling us, "Is the pecan farm operational?" Yeah, yeah, they're, he's got people working on it every day. It's like just fields and wow. fields of pecan trees. Like just, it's wild. They got this whole irrigation system set up where the water runs along the trees. It's nuts, man. Um, it's really pretty. It's impressive. <laughs> It's nuts as fuck. <laughs> yeah, see, you you would think of something like that. That's just that's 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 one thing I want to talk about is like your wordplay and just, I mean, I I am like I envy anybody that can that can do that. Like, I oh, I feel man. like I can I can write. I've written some cool lyrics in the past and and I can be kind of clever here and there. But like, you know, like somebody like you that can just twist the words around and just keep fucking flowing with it. I'm just I'm I'm blown away by that oh thanks man i appreciate yeah, of that of course man yeah it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, it's like a, i guess a skill that you perfect just like just like playing lead guitar or something you know yeah just like uh you know you walk it's just i think i think the more that you do something like that the more that you just fuck with words the more that your brain just kind of goes there and some i think some people's brains are kind of some you know everybody has a different brain like like some people have that like mathematical engineering kind of brain and some people have a brain where they're real they're real into numbers you know some people are real into words I, i've kind of just always always been like uh i don't know i just i just i just love the way that shit sound i don't i don't know how to ex ex explain it but yeah i don't know I, I like i like i think one of the funnest things about rapping especially like because it's kind of, kind of like a kind of rapping that where where you're just, you're just really kind of bragging, you know what I mean, and 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 just and just trying to be as clever as possible. And there's something where you feel like, where you think of something and you're like, I don't think anybody in the fucking history of the world has ever thought about thought of that before. There's something about that feeling that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like when you think of two words that rhyme and you're like, I think if you Googled this, there's nobody that's ever even fucking rhymed these words before. You know, out of the billions of people on earth, there's something there's something really really nice about that you know what i mean yeah i don't know yeah when you can come up with something and, and connect them and, and make it sound like something and like and, and the delivery as well like <clears throat> I, i've you know done some i've done some light rapping you know <laughs> a little light rapping here and there no the way that, the way that the way that you're the way that you sing and, and on on up, up tempo shit is really not that different than rapping you know yeah, yeah i try to find like uh <clears throat> try to find like a good rhythm and and um like I, I don't know how to really explain it. Like the way the way things run together. Sometimes the way you say things, 
can, it's it's funny. Like sometimes it's not it's not what you say; it's how you say it. You know, yeah. Even for if sure. like it could be the like dumbest thing you've ever said, but you could make it sound cool as fuck. You know, right, right, right. Um, and I cannot think of any examples at the moment, but um, I don't know. I just that I, I always like the vocabulary of like the many many rappers that I've heard is just on another level you know i just feel like how do you know so many fucking words you know like what is it and like you know i guess like there's a lot of subconscious things as we as we grow go through life you you hear words that maybe you never use but you and it's like it's something that's in the subconscious that like as you're spitting it out like it just kind of comes to you in a way that i don't know it's it's so weird to me i'm, tr- I'm trying to like i guess there's no real way to explain it it's just organized chaos i don't know yeah, there's some things that are just some things just are what they are. Like I don't know, uh, I don't know if you fuck with Norm McDonald, the comedian, yeah, he, but he has this he has this running joke on this show he used to do where he he made his assistant ask, he made people he made his assistant ask people the same question, and his assistant would ask like he'd ask you know he'd have like a famous comedian on there like Jerry Seinfeld and he'd be like I just always wanted to know where do you get your ideas from you know <laughs> and I'll be like what what are you talking about. And like there's certain there's certain things that are just like who knows man you just like it's some kind of fucking conduit to God or the universe or whatever it just fucking it just kind of is what it is where how where how did how did fucking Bob Marley think of no woman no crap I don't fucking know who knows you know what yeah I mean? but, yeah but it's just it, it, people just people just fucking think of shit that was like an attempt to uh, attempt at deepness that was not that failed but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know you know what I'm saying yeah. But uh, it's funny. It's funny. I find, I find that, you know I've been doing doing the doing this shit for a long time now, and the I feel like the better you get, especially at something like rapping, the be- the better you get at it, the the simpler you get. You know what I mean? Like the 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 making. I don't know. I'm try. I I try. I used to try to make shit so complicated. It was hard almost and you have you'd have to really listen to it a hundred times to get it and i still do stuff like that sometimes but now i find it's it's kind of like i feel better about something when it's like you you can you convey a really concise easy to understand message in a creative way you know what i mean or in a simple ass way you know it, it's i yeah it's so totally intelligible you can understand what you're saying and um i don't know just a lot of just cool things and sometimes you do got to go like what did you say you got to back it up you know um right right that. but I, yeah i think the first I think the first thing I actually ever saw from you was, uh, I, I don't know what the song was, but you were like on your bike in a park. And I don't know if you were freestyling or oh, if yeah. it was like rehearsed or whatever, but I just remember like, God damn, even if it was written out, I mean, still, it's like, God, just the way that the words put there. I feel like when I, even when I write, like I can't, when I'm sitting there thinking about it, let alone freestyle, I can't freestyle for shit. But when I actually try to write something, I feel like, God, it's not even that clever when I just think about it for hours, you know? And I just feel like, it's like, how do these guys you know how how they, I wonder how if so like, good. Uh, I wonder if, I wonder if that's I wonder if that's like uh I wonder if those those thoughts that you have are true or if they're just or if they're just like uh or or if they're just more like a manifestation of perfectionism, you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's a good point. Not as good as it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're definitely a, you know, it is true. You're your own worst critic and I'm definitely hard on myself. That's for sure. Shit that I, I granted, I, I, I want to I actually, especially after talking to you now, I want to listen to your your stuff. 
like your band. I really, I really mostly listen to all the shit on your Instagram, which I, which is a huge fan of. I'm actually gonna bite your style a little bit. This is what I'm doing. Music shit. And like I've, I've already shot a bunch of these videos. I got a nice, cool backyard. Some I, I, I've been, I've like shot like five of these videos in my backyard, just doing acoustic shit. I've seen you know? that. Yeah. I did it a couple summers ago. I was doing this thing called Acoustic Monday, where I just every Monday I put do put out an acoustic song. But I like the way that you do it because it's like you just do the one minute of it on Instagram, and it looks like you can kind of do it just with your phone, just like that. And it's so it's so fun to watch. And I, I was gonna say that with your shit, it's like there's a it's like it's like you say it's like the what you said the way you say it, but it's like it's the way you sing it too. You know what I mean? It's like the way the way the the way that it's your you're conveying the. the it, I don't know how to explain it, but you can, like, it's like I said earlier, you can tell when something's coming from a real place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always say that, I always say that there's, you know, like when people sing or play or, or whatever they do, it's, it's kind of an expression of pain, you know, whether it's happy or sad, it's like a kind of an expression of pain and you can feel when somebody has been through pain, you know what I mean? And there's like a, a realness to mute to that. And then when shit sounds, when shit sounds flat, it's kind of like somebody's trying to, trying to. It's like when somebody's playing the blues and you don't think there's, they, you just think they learned it out of a book or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, but I don't know. I just feel like a lot, a lot of music is an expression of pain, and yours sounds like it's real. You know what I mean? Well, that's good. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying like you're in pain, but I'm saying like oh yeah, it's like you took you whatever emotions you're going through, you took it and put it into your guitar and, and voice, and it comes out. You know yeah, I mean? it's it's definitely um it's weird like uh when it, I've played these songs you know a million times, but there's definitely certain songs that um I whenever I do get to a certain spot in the song like where I actually feel it again, it kind of puts me in that place for that split second, and there's this weird sort of uh, eruption of emotions, you know, and <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's um yeah, I have a few songs about my, my mom. My mom passed away when I was a kid, when I was 15, and uh, oh no, man, you're you're, you're they're uh, sorry yeah, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the. I still have both of my. Parents, I'm in the Dead man. Parents Club. It's awesome, um, but uh, DPC, DPC, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> DPC. I think I put that. I put that in the uh, in like one of the first posts after my dad died. I th for me, it's it's dark humor is how I deal with things, like. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend. I had a friend whose dad was a firefighter, and he said that they'd show up to this, to a scene of a car accident, and like two people are decapitated. You know, and like he said, the only way you can possibly deal with situations that they deal dealt with every day is through, you know, be like that guy really lost his head or head on his shoulders or whatever. That's like that's the only way that anybody can possibly like the layman would come up to the scene and think all those people were fucking heartless. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fucking terrible, exactly. right? But yeah, it yeah, that's how it was. Like, um, I I would just say things like I think I was like the first couple of posts like uh, hashtag uh, dead dead parents club or dead dads club or like I got I wrote a song called Bruce Wayne, um, which is one of our new songs oh, where wow. both of his parents are dead and he feels like he can use his powers to help people, and I feel I right, feel that's how I feel right. for music. Like people tell me all the time like. Just, oh my God, your stuff's got me through so much. And that, so it made me feel like I was helping people, which is odd for me because that's just, I'm just this dude, you know? But like, so I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to write, write this song. I wrote it about missing my dad and I called it Bruce Wayne. <clears throat> that's awesome, man. That, that made me fucking tear up a little oh, bit. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, emotional. Um, that's funny. I, 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 I feel like there, I have a lot of parallels with, with you. Uh, the thing that you just said about people 
saying people people will hit me up and be like, "Yo, man, you don't understand your music. Like, fucking saved my life, man. I fucking was listening. You know what I mean? And and because making them, like you said, it's your house when you're playing your your rolling drums or whatever you're doing. Like, it's kind of a selfish, like Kate, like like hermit ish, like way of doing things. And you, you know what you put it out there and you don't know who's listening to it you know what i mean you're not that you're not there it's very it's like a it's a relationship that's that it's almost like it's almost like a fucking message in a bottle right like a like a it's it's like if you had a pen pal that never answered you know what i mean or or you had a pen pal that you just like you send it out with no address you know what i mean you don't know who's gonna get it you don't know how it's gonna affect people you just you just wrote it you know what i mean so it's it's kind of cool that people will will take the time to message you and tell you that you know what I mean? I really love that. Uh, I guess that was a metaphor. Uh, I just love that <laughs> Meta- <laughs> metaphor analogy. What, what, what is it? <laughs> uh, metaphor works. Yeah, metaphor. Let's go with metaphor. I don't know if I said if you now if you say the word like it's a simile. If you don't, it's a metaphor. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. If you say your body is a wonderland, <laughs> it's a metaphor. If you say your body's like like a wonderland, <laughs> it's a simile. You have to ask my chick about that. I'm not sure. Um, but uh. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Um, you just you never know. Like, even if you think like the song like um, doesn't maybe like if it, if it's not as serious or not striking a chord to you, maybe you just think it sounds cool and it's got a good melody and it's like ah, oh, people are gonna dig this. Maybe it's fun or whatever. Like you never know like how it's gonna affect someone. They might think of something that and it just really touches them in that way. And yeah, man, you you might write you might write a song about like your Bruce Wayne song. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check that out too. You might write a song like that, and somebody somebody went through the same shit you went through, and be like, "Yo, man, that song really touched me." Or you might write a song about fucking about taking shots of tequila, and somebody be like, "Yo, man, my dad passed away, and all I thought about was my dad." And and I, and that night that that was just playing your tequila song, and it fucking got me away from that shit. You know what I mean? So like, even a song about something that has nothing to do with nothing could 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 be a big deal to somebody is what i'm trying to say yeah no you're absolutely right there's i've had a few heavy moments you know people are like i was about to i was about to kill myself i had the gun i was like jesus christ dude like how do you how do you process that you know yeah somebody's telling me something heavy like that and it's been more than once that that's happened and it just like i just give them a hug i'm like i'm so sorry i'm so glad you're still here i just give them a hug you know like shit is wild yeah that's a cool. That's a cool thing as a, as a musician, especially as a writer, about about going on tour. You know, and like you know, you get to you get to really like like touch people. I mean, physically touch people and fucking see see people. And I feel like sometimes. I mean, obviously, sometimes when you're when you're on tour and you're doing a bunch of shows, like obviously it becomes a little bit like robotic the routine of it. But I think that what you were saying about the songs that you've made striking a chord. I think performing it in front of people actually helps that even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you see people reacting to it, you're like, even, even after 50 shows in a row, you're still like, Oh, okay. I can, I can still feel this one. You know? Yeah. I I can look out into the crowds and I see like the, you see some, you you see some people like the eyes closed, hands in the air, singing their hearts out to some song that you wrote, you know, in your bedroom or whatever, three years ago. It's like, it's wild and and yeah and going like playing shows going out on tour and doing it live and taking it to the people like that i mean that's the idea you make a record you go on tour and you play it for people that are that are buying it or streaming it or whatever and it's just the 
it's a whole different thing. It's a whole dimension that just adds something more to the song. It just means so much more at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's very very cut and paste. You make a song, you make the music, then you go on tour. You make the music, then you go on tour. But it's but it's you know. Yeah, it's, it's it, awesome. as like you said, as robotic as it sounds. It's 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 this very very organic thing, and um and it's very cool to like meet people at the merch table after the set and just chat for a minute or two and just you know yeah. high five, give them a hug, whatever it is, sign their shit. You know, like it's just I mean. It's it's so you do you do you do a meet and greet every night every night yeah me too me too that's awesome yeah I have for, I have friends that had to st- I have a couple friends that had to stop that you get to I, I've never had this if anything my crowds are getting a little smaller actually <laughs> but but they get a point where you have where people have to stop because it's just time consuming if there's a thousand or two thousand people or whatever you know what I yeah, mean yeah I totally get that and then then people have to start selling backstage packs or whatever yeah the, the but you know yeah. you know what's interesting about 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 uh. <laughs> I always tell people this because there's one that the interesting thing about uh, doing the meet and greet is, first of all, like you just got off stage and, and a lot of people that you, you're meeting are, first of all, shit faced, shit faced. And it's hard, it's hard to deal with sometimes, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're called punishers. But I always, the, the dude, the, yeah, the dude, the dudes that always, that are, I don't know, it just makes me laugh thinking about it. The dudes that are, some of the dudes that are usually fucked up and, you know, it's, it's hot and people are sweaty, you know, probably, dude, at your show is even more so. People were moving like crazy probably sure. and and people put their arm around you and if you get a really a really tall dude yeah. and like his armpit is on your fucking neck and it's just like that hot orb that you can feel <laughs> just per like just on the side of your fucking neck and he won't like dude that's that's that to me that's one of the the weirdest parts about touring is sweaty tall dudes putting their arm around you for way too long see that's 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 one negative and on I'm, it, I'm you free i still appreciate their love oh of course yeah of course everybody <laughs> everybody right I, see i'm the other way i'm tall as fuck i'm six six and i'm that guy no shit, yeah i'm really? that guy putting their fucking hot orb on someone's shoulder or neck see i'm pretty i'm, I'm relative i'm relatively tall i'm six foot zero oh, right on so like i think the average i know for a fact that the average height of a man in america is five foot nine because i, I have a joke about i don't know if you know the rapper you ever heard of royce the five nine the yeah, rapper? yeah. Yeah, well, he he goes by Royce the five nine because his name is Royce and he's five foot nine. And I I just I'm just like, why would you fucking name yourself after like the least interesting fact about yourself? <laughs> you know, like that's I looked it up before. I have a joke about that. I do stand up too, but that like he, five foot nine is the average height of America. Why would that be in your name? You know what I mean? <laughs> like that would be called, like me. I'm gonna go start. I'm gonna start calling myself Mike with two legs. You know what I mean? As a rapper name. But that's uh, fucking silly. But yeah, but but <laughs> but, I, but yeah, so I'm like. I'm like a little bit taller than average, but still, like a dude your height that's been that's been drink, taking shots and fucking just loving, loving it, and just fucking, and sometimes they're wearing a tank top, you know what I'm saying? Fucking, yeah, dude. Like, oh, dude, you just you, the heat of it, the heat of it next to your neck, dude, is crazy. Have you, have you ever had a big sweaty drunk dude pick you up, like yeah. off of your feet, and like just and yeah. you're like, what the fuck is happening? couple back cracks dude's back cracks and like i really feel like i'm gonna fall and crack my head on the floor like that kind of thing you know like, I, so like I had, a, I had a there was a guy that always used to like to lift me up and I, I let him do it like twice i don't know why i was like all right and he just put me up on his like shoulder like i'm a fucking five-year-old and and it was like the weirdest thing ever it's almost like demasculating in a way. 
right, like, right, right. Um, but it was also like I had this weird center of gravity, like, and I've always feel like I'm gonna topple over and like just crack my head on the on the pavement or something. And oh, so once another, it was like the third time, like after like a couple of years, he's like, "Hey, man, can I pick you up for the picture?" I'm like, "Hey, man, nah, not not this time. <laughs> I'm all set." <laughs> oh damn, you ruined his fucking tradition. Dude. He was just like, "It's cool, That's man. Like telling- it's cool." Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. It's like, yeah, fans want to do some weird shit like that sometimes. Um, and, and the other one, uh, so me being so tall, it's like I find myself a lot of times. Sometimes you'll have like a, a fan, that, and I love everyone that comes to us, but like you get this like you know uh, a girl or guy that's kind of mousy, and like they don't talk very loud, you know. Right. And so I gotta get way, I gotta bend over at the waist, right. you know, and just sit there. And sometimes they're wasted, and they're just like for like six minutes, just like. <laughs> And it's like you're gonna develop a hunchback, dude. Seriously, and it's loud. There's another band playing, or there's music, or whatever, and it's just like fuck. So you know, uh, ultimately, great experience meeting fans. But there's definitely some quirky ones out there. It must be a little. It 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 must be a little crazy. Like, um, and then I'm not just saying this for this podcast. I've told. I always tell people this. The number one thing that people say to me at the merch table, more than they say, more than anything else, the number one thing that they say is. Man, you're a lot taller than I thought, <laughs> and I'm and I'm six foot zero. Do you do people tell you that all the time, or do people like know? It's they're already like, oh yeah, I know that this dude's tall. Uh, everybody that's been to the shows, I I see a bunch of the same faces, so they know. But I get a right, lot right. of people that come it, just pretty much every night. That's it's, oh my god, you're so much taller than you are on stage, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the same size, and that's that's my little joke. Um, right, right, right. Nice, that's stupid. Nice. Um, I don't know, but I, I imagine I imagine as a guy that's abnormally tall. Uh, it'd be it once what dude, it'd be way worse if you were a girl. But for a person that's abnormally tall, you get the same fucking shit all the yeah. time. Do you play basketball? Yeah. Shit like Do you that. Play basketball. And I, somebody gave me somebody gave me this card that I was or sent me a card in an email or something that I should print out. And it's like all these things that tall guys hear. And it was all of the answers. It was like ten answers to like common tall guy questions. And when someone walks up to you, you just give them the business card, and you don't have to say anything. That's hilarious. Yeah, I have to find it. Um, How's the weather? Up How's there? the weather up there? How do you play basketball? All that stuff. Um, yeah, right. and and the other one is, uh, um, you look like Tom DeLonge and you look like Neil Patrick Harris. Those are the like three things <laughs> constantly, <laughs> constantly. I was like, I'll take it. All creative, handsome dudes. I'll take it. The one, that, the person that I would get, especially because uh, I was wearing, I was whenever I wear glasses, people say I look like the dude from Lincoln Park, Chester Bennington. Yeah, I could that was definitely. The, that's that's not. People have told me that a million times. I can times. absolutely see that. <laughs> but besides that, I don't really have I don't have too many um too many doppelgangers. People, I mean, the, the people will send. I, I'll get like there'll be like memes of who knows who the fuck this person is that look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this fucking uh, like there's this uh, there's this meme. It's a fucking soccer player from like Argentina or something with a mullet, and it says "Haters gonna hate." And this dude's face looks. I mean, like it looks exactly like me. <laughs> And people, yeah, like people think it's me because I do all these char- weird characters sometimes and shit. But uh, I don't know. I guess that's not really a, it's not really an audio gag. You have to see the picture. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll send you this uh, this meme somebody made of me. It's like young Howie, old Howie. Like I'll send it to you. It's fucking hilarious. You and I laugh. <laughs> um, uh, so that's funny because Neil Patrick Harris and Howie is like Hauser. Well, it's no, I got funny, called but... Doogie when I was a kid. Like it's never it's never ending. Like it started when I was a kid. Because he was on TV. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. You look like, a, as a kid, you look like Duke. Yeah, Albert. it's always been, we just constantly look like each other as we get older. It's it's never going to end. 
Um, <laughs> it's weird, yeah. So they used to call me Doogie in elementary school. It's like, what's up, Doogie? And I'm like, hey, what's up? And of course, when you're in elementary school, you hate getting called names and shit. That, now you're like, you just laugh it off. But yeah. Right, there's way worse names you can get called. Howard that. the Duck? Dude. Oh, Did you ever man. see that movie as a kid? I saw I saw Howard the Duck in the fucking theater. You saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Amazing. As like a fucking five year old or whatever. However old that I don't know. I think how it old came out. I think that, it came out in eighty six. Yeah, I was a little kid. I saw it in the theater. It was one of the first movies I ever saw. Wow. And it was, and it's interesting too because I know that I know now that it was like a huge fa- box office failure. Yeah. But like me and my brother, like just we saw the commercial, or I guess, and we just thought it was amazing. I've seen that movie a so hundred times. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good. And now you look back, you're like, yeah, this movie is kind of stupid, but like, well, there's certain there's certain movies that weren't that weren't box office successes. Howard the Duck being one of them. UHF, the Weird Al movie. Love that movie. Uh, I just I just watched the other day. I just watched uh, Idiocracy. Yeah, that's... and I know that, that that's like a cult. Uh, these are cult classics. They don't do good at when they first come out, and they probably. Slow burn made their money back. You it's know? got the plants crave. Electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just watched that movie. Yeah, that's great. It's so fucking silly. It is. One of my one of my all time favorites is uh Big Trouble in Little China. Oh dude, that's I I, I uh I, I don't like that's one of those movies like I saw so long ago that I don't really remember it. Yeah. I'm not I'm I'm one I'm not one of like my old manager. If he watched a movie one time, like a year later, he'd be like, "It's just like blah 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 says," and then do like an exact quote. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he just he like if he saw a movie, it would like be committed to his brain. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, I don't know. You know, you, you know, people like that. They're just constantly making movie references and just they just talking like quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, I did, my my brother's like that. He's he's very he remembers like every line from every every movie he's ever seen, and yeah. So we'll go back and forth and shit. That's funny. Yeah, my old manager was like that. He would talk. He would talk in quotes, and he also was like. Uh, and you'll find a lot of people that are music business people are like this. Business people in general, but music business people, they always are making sports references because to them everything is so so interesting. Because artists are not like this, and that's why they need people that are like this, and vice versa. That people that are like this need artists. They're, they 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 look at life as like a sport, so they make sports metaphors all the time. They're big sports fans. Everything is winning and losing. We want to win. We, all we do is win. We don't want to lose, though. Let's win. Let's get some we wins. We need a home Let's run. Get it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And they're always ta- – everything is sports. And it's like, you know, it's like we got to be like Kobe in game seven of the fucking 19 <laughs> – like, I don't know what fuck. you're talking you know what about, I mean? man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they're like, cool, man. Let's play the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to go play the music, man. <laughs> um, so uh, someone told me that um, – I guess they heard or uh, – did you, did you walk away from a deal – back in the day or, or no from, i didn't or i didn't, from an artist or? I, people i think that people i think that people misconstrued that i that i did I, that i walked away from my deal i got dropped from my deal but i was happy to be dropped i think that's where people okay. got it confused i i i, I, I mean I, dude it's fucking def jam I, like if I, if I keep going i keep going but they were like nah <laughs> so i got dropped and I, and I was so fucking miserable at the time and it was so like it was so not what I thought it was going to be that I was actually excited to just be like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do my own thing. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, pe- people, <clears throat> people seem to have got that misconstrued and it's probably my fault, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't walk away from it. No. Did, uh, so when they, when they signed you and stuff, like were they, were they throwing money at you or was it one of those things like over time, like, it was and and was it something like see I guess three sixty deals were they 
around at that time? I guess so. Yeah, they were around, but I, I actually didn't have one. I, I was one of the last people to get like a good deal. I got a, I actually got a shitload of money oh, okay. when they, when I got signed, but I, I I spent all the money. Right, but and all the I actually I actually had an issue, and this this I guess will be a a warning to a warning to artists that might listen to this show. Um, I spent most of the money that I got from my advance on on lawyers. Uh, I, I had I had a situation where I had. I had two managers at the time, and they kind of didn't get along. And uh, I don't know if I should say this in, in public. Uh, no, sometimes I'm, I'm so comfortable talking to you that I'm fucking <laughs> forget we're recording. Like, wait a second. Yeah, I don't know if I want to fucking uh, talk about that because I like they're, they're they're both good people. You know what right. I mean? Both of those guys are are great people. But I but I but they had a feud, and I I spent a shitload of money on like lawyers. Oh man. And and I, I but I did buy I bought a car and I bought a bunch of I bought like a, 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 a all the studio stuff I have now I bought with that money you know wow so and, uh, so they did... I, I I really should have, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not good with money <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with money I should have bought I should have bought I should I should I should own a house yeah you know what I mean with the money that I've made I should own a house it's pretty ridiculous that I don't I don't even know where the I don't know the money. I don't know where it went. You know it just goes, man. I know that a lot, of it, a lot of it went to lawyers. A lot of it went to taxes. Yeah, that's another thing to anybody out there. If you got, if you may, if they give you a check, you that check is not what you got. Yeah, you know what I mean. If they give you a hundred thousand, you know you're gonna give fifteen or whatever your deal is to your manager, five to the lawyer, and then the half of the half of what's left, government. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need to break it down by percentage and be like, okay, you, here's what I have left. Yeah. If they give you a hundred, you got forty. You know. <laughs> oh my god. If you're lucky. That's insane. You know. That's crazy. Did, it's not. You don't have. You never have as much money as you think. Yeah. It's mostly taxes. You know. Right. So did they? Um. So when they when they dropped you, was it? Um. Did you owe them any of that money back, or they just let you have it? Like. No, no, I didn't owe them back. It's it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't work like that. It's kind of like. Usually, it's recoupable. You only owe you don't you. Yeah, well, it's rec- it's recoupable if you make it. Like if, like, say they just for e- easy numbers, if they give you, they give you a hundred thousand dollars as an advance, and then you put out an album, they keep the first hundred thousand dollars of it. You know what I mean? Okay. And and uh, but if you but if yeah, they give you a hundred thousand dollars, usually usually if they give you a hundred thousand dollars and then you don't put out anything and they drop you, they don't they don't expect the money back. Oh wow! You know what I mean? That's u- that's usually how it works. Yeah, so that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been. It could have been way worse. I actually ended up, um, and I was really, I was really fucking lucky because when I got out of it, I, it's so hard to explain like what I was going through at that time. Like I would be going to the, like I'd go to these, I'd go like they'd send me to producers that would that were like hit making producers. All of which, all and, and like again, all these people are cool people and good. But I was just like in a fucked up place where like I was like, there I was trying, like they had me trying to make these songs to the point where I was like, what am I, who am I, what am I, what am I supposed to write songs about? What do I do? You know, I, like I was such a science experiment that I like forgot who I was. And I like, I just wasn't able to do shit, you know? And, um, that's just, and yeah, telling. I, I just, I, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but I can t- but I can tell you that I can tell you that I probably am just not the right kind of artist for that situation. Like if I was, like if my my next album that I'm working on now, like some of the the music that I write, a lot of it is kind of naturally poppy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of like an, anthemic choruses and you shit got like melodies, that. Man, everything I've heard, you, you got Thanks, melodies. Thanks, man. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. So I, I like I, I naturally like that kind of shit. So the the thing I'm working on next, like if somebody wanted to sign to sign it, I wouldn't be. I'm not against like getting signed, but I would. I, I don't want. I don't want to ever ha- ever be signed, and then and then they send me to producers and shit. I would only want to be like, here's my song. You want to sign it? You know what I mean? Here's my album. Do you want to sign it? I've, I've kind of discovered I'm not really great at working with other people. You yeah. know? Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of like I, I work by myself or I work with people I'm comfortable with. That's part of, part of my problem is like, you know, you put me in a fucking room. And, I, and I've been in this situation a bunch of times. You put me in a room with a producer, and then a lot of times there'll be, like, other people in the studio, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Mm. You know what I mean? And they'll play a beat, and I'm, like, trying to think of stuff, and people are looking at me. I'm like, And I'm like, who, who are these people? And it's, it, for me, for me, it, for me, it ruins it. Yeah. For other, pe- for, other, for other people, for other people, they step up to the occasion. Maybe that's the sports metaphor. They're Kobe, and I'm fucking... Allen Iverson or whoever, not even Allen Iverson, just the guy sitting on the bench, I guess. But the but fucking, some people like if they had, they're like fuck all these motherfuckers. I, I'm and then like make and like and like build off that shit. The way that you do on stage, the way that like if you step on a stage and you like know you're dope and you just fucking you and you put all your shit out there, like. But like in the, for me in the studio, if like I feel if I feel like people are looking at me and judging me, it it, it fucking ruins me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had a couple situations like that, but uh. But it, again, it's it, at the end of the day with the Def Jam thing. It's like I I, I look at it like I didn't I it's it just I, I didn't work for them, you know. I didn't I didn't I, I wasn't the right kind of artist to be on a label like that at that time. I wasn't I didn't you know I didn't even make I didn't make the right kind of music. I don't know. Uh, no, you're making the right. You're I take, making the I right take, kind of music. Take, it's just they they just yeah they just didn't know what to do with it. You know, they yeah. they want those fucking hits and they want it's it's just different, man. Like. You're, you seem to be like a you. You obviously have a vision, you know, and you're an artist, and um, you you have, seem to have this like stick to your guns mentality, you know, and it's yeah, and like that's how that's how I am. I don't like to bend on shit. Like I get real frustrated when people start telling me how to write or tell me what to write, and um, yeah, because a lot of the, a lot of the shit that I was making at the time just wasn't like the shit the shit that I like, you know, I. I I try to work, and you know, I, I try to. You know, it just wasn't that good. The, sh- the shit that I was making when I was attempting to write pop songs, it just wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Uh, I totally understand, man. Um, and when I when I and when I just fuck around, sometimes I'll write a good pop song. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm just fucking around. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. You just it comes from nowhere. You're just kind of goofing off on your guitar, and you just end up coming with this really sick hook. And you're like, what? And you're like, and then you, as opposed yeah, to yeah. like trying for hours to come up with something, you know, it's. Just, I come up with a lot of things while I'm driving, like in silence, or like even when I'm like taking a shower. I think it's like, I think ambience, like quiet and just have ambience, ambient noises. I think that really fuels my creativity. Uh, I agree, man. I like the I like the ocean. I, I've written a lot of my songs at the at, at, the, at the same. I used to get, <clears throat> I still do. Like there's this place in San Diego called Sunset Cliffs. I have this spot. They actually ruined it now. They fucking cut down all the trees, oh, but. Sure. Uh, this Sunset Cliffs place where I just sit there with a the guitar and they'll have, you know, just you hear just like the waves and shit, you know, fucking that kind of noise yeah. is is nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um, so uh, that was so kind of went down this road a little bit a minute ago, but like, um, so you feel like, you, are you happier as an, as just an independent artist with nobody telling you what to do and no deadlines and things like? Are you happier doing what you're doing? Yeah, dude, absolutely, absolutely. I. <clears throat> 
I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the second part of it that that you said. That because like you like you know I could I could have a record deal and they could be working my album and you know who doesn't like money you know what right. I mean, but uh, but it's the fact that I can just kind of like, kind of live in the dream. Like I said, I kind of wake up and I kind of makes make songs and like the, you know especially now I, I kind of you know I quit drinking and shit yeah <laughs> and fucking uh and like they, they, I just feel like I'm at a really joyful joy I'm like at a really joyful place and a really creative and inspired place and um i don't know you kind of you kind of go you kind of have have your up and downs as a creative person you know what i'm saying and and i think right now i'm having an up and i i definitely i definitely feel like i'm the kind of dude that i just i just i just want to i just want to make whatever i feel like feel like making and right now i feel like i'm i'm making some cool shit yeah i, I can't wait to hear what you got going on man it's rad. Strangely enough, it's a lot of it. A, a few, a few of the songs are really, they really, are really kind of like, they are really like what? Like are they, like my one of my favorite songs I'm working on right now is kind of like a country song, and it's uh, I, I don't know, I think it's fucking dope. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's. I don't ever like, I don't ever uh, stop myself. Like if it's just coming out, I just get it out. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how you should. Yeah. Do it. Don't ever doubt it. Just, just get it going if it's if you're feeling it bring it out because a lot of times i'll find like i'll have i'll get backed up with like melodies or like one one line of like lyrics or or a guitar riff or something and i'll start they'll start piling up in my head so i won't have time to like throw them down or something like even to the voice memos on the phone you know just like um and once i get it out it's like such a relief you know because then i can feel like i can breathe and i can i can start working on, on things at one at a time when i feel like i'm all cluttered and I have, yeah, I already yeah. have a problem with like, I'm a pretty good multitasker. I'm, do, I'm always doing like a million things at once. Um, but uh, it, I start getting like frustrated and like getting mad about songs and stuff like, fuck it, this is never going to work. And <laughs> just, right, you know, right. just overthinking and perfectionist. You know? nah, the, the voice memos app is the best app on the iPhone. Dude, it's the best. I, <clears throat> I have just. I don't even know how many, just, just down, just a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Do you name it or you just do new recording eight, new recording nine? Uh, no, I always name it. I, 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 used, I used to do new recording whatever, and now I just, now I name it. I, I always name it. But I'll have like, uh, if, I have an initial, if I have an initial idea, right, like say I have some, some, some little idea, say it's called Park Bench, I don't know, I just looked at a bench and then say there's an idea, I'll, I'll, I'll record the idea. And then I'll, I'll name it Park Bench. And then if I if while I'm doing that I'm like, oh, I have an additional lyric, I have an additional melody. Oh, there's a bridge for that. I just kind of like go through it fast. And, and so I'll, I'll look down, and see Park Bench, and then new recording, blah blah blah, new recording, blah blah, new recording, blah blah. And I know those are all related to Park Bench. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Until until there's a new until the next title idea. But you also I like how it dates it too. I heard that the I heard that the newest version of it. I don't know if you heard this, but. Uh, I I never update my phone, but I heard the newest version of voice, the voice memos app is weird. I'm um, I'm actually on it, and it's and it tells you it's like it's like it's like this was recorded in New Jersey or something. Yeah, I think it does give location and stuff. I haven't even actually actually checked it, but yeah, uh, I mean, as well, I'm looking at mine right now, and it just says like the title, the date, and there's like some more shit here. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not seeing that, but it's very possible. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yes, it'll actually. If if you don't title it, it puts the the address of like where you're at. Yeah, That's yeah. Wild. I think that must be. I think that mu there must be a reason for that, and, and and it probably is not a reason that 
everybody that I know that uses that app is because most people hang out with our musicians, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And but but to the average person, there must be like, oh, I recorded that at Jessica's house. Yeah, it'll That's, help. That you. must be like, yeah, jog the memory. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah, it's, I, it is. I I do like to remember sometimes like where I wrote a song. Like it's interesting have that information right right um i like data i like having like tons of data (laughs) (laughs) um i had a i had some fans um uh i told people you're coming on and i had a couple fans like i was like hey what should we talk about um if you have a few more minutes yeah yeah. um let me see uh some of the stuff we actually talked about which is cool um how he came up in life. That's pretty, that's pretty vague. And that's going to, that's probably a long time, huh? <laughs> right. That reminds me of, uh, that reminds me of that. Where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> Sounds like the guy was fucking with you when he asked that. <laughs> yeah. How'd he come up in life? What does that even yeah, what mean? Does that mean? That's weird. Um, yeah, you talk, you kind of talked about gaining exposure through YouTube and social media and all that. Do you find, do you find that it's, uh, it's, is it, uh, quality over content like like quantity or is it the quality of the content or is it the quantity like should you just keep pumping shit out and i think it's i think it's first of all i think it's changed i know that i know that the way that youtube works now is, is different than it used to work like it like i have a guy that because i have a lot of subscriber subscribers on youtube and i kind of don't use it the way that i should or used to so every couple months this guy that works at youtube is like what are you doing man you should do this and this and that because the the way they always try to get me to, to make vlogs because now the people that do well on YouTube are the people that every day post like a 20 minute vlog that people watch all 20 minutes of like retention is a big thing there. So like music videos are, are, are used to be, I mean, they're still, they're still good on YouTube, especially if you're Drake or something, you know, but uh, yeah. like, it's like what they, what they really want now is people like a podcast is great for YouTube for like people like Joe Rogan, like everywhere, like, I don't even watch Joe Rogan's podcast, but if I open up YouTube, it's it's trying to sell me Joe Rogan. It's trying to sell me hour long videos. You know what I mean? And and to their, I, I do watch a lot of hour long videos. Like I watch, I watch, I I I'll like go to sleep to podcasts on YouTube. They'll sell me ads to a guy sleeping probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I, uh, I think when I when I started, it was a little different. It was a little more free for all, and they're still figuring things out. But but still, even if if you post a thirty minute blog every day that nobody would ever want to watch, you're not going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? I think the, I think the most important thing is to make something compelling. I mean, we're, in, we're entertainers, right? You, what you got to make something that's entertaining, you know, like there's certain, I, I, there's certain artists that like literally, literally one video will, will like put them on the radar. You know what I mean? It'll make people start to be like, who is this? This is, this is interesting. This is entertaining. This is compelling. You know what I mean? So I think I think the most important thing is for a musician is to make good music, or if you make vid- if you're making a video, to make it to make it good or entertain. I mean, you don't have to. Sit, you know, a lot of times you don't set out to make it this way, but you want to make it the kind of thing where people are like, yo, either a I want to watch that again, or b I want to show my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know that you have to. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's something you have to do consciously, but that's ultimately what what works you know and i think it's harder i think it's harder now because the competition is so crazy and i i can tell you that and i'm sure people reach out to you like this too like like firing musicians like what's how do i get more people to check out my shit and then they'll send you your shit and be like well the first thing you don't say it like this but you'd be like the first thing you got to do is get better you know what i mean (laughs) like you're not you're not ready you're not ready for you're not ready for 
to fucking take a, take a meeting with fucking Timmy the A and R guy yet. Like you, you need to or whatever the fuck or or even you're you're not ready to really put yourself out. That, that means go ahead and put yourself out there, but it's your your shit needs improvement. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that people and people yeah. need the working on the craft is more important than anything. Yeah, it's true. It's um it, playing playing. You need to go out there and play fucking a thousand shows. You know, mm-hmm. because the, you, the experience you get from that is you can't you can't buy that, and um, it, you just you learn to get better at performing, and you get you get better at songwriting, or you know whatever it is you're doing, whatever you get if you're a painter or whatever, like you get better at things by just doing it all the time, constantly, and um, and eventually, you know, and you know you use YouTube or Instagram or whatever whatever it is, SoundCloud, whatever it is to get your your content out there, um, and. It's just people will find you from it, you know, if you're good at it. And yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember when I was. I remember when I was young. I used to scoff at at that. At, at if what you just said, I would scoff at that when I was 19 or something. I'd be yeah, because yeah, right, you're man. young. You don't you don't get it. Yeah, but but it's fucking true, man. Like the cream, the cream rises to the top, and sometimes and sometimes it takes a long time for that shit to rise because not all of us are fucking are brilliant as a child, like like i don't know michael jackson or whatever you know what i mean not all of us are fucking like that or have a dad that beat the shit out of us to be sang flat <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know you know you know yeah saying. yeah um uh so see my 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 buddy uh this band, this band cashed out we're gonna do a tour with them yeah yeah no dude i know cashed out aren't they from san diego nice. no they're from actually uh, from uh orlando if they do all johnny cash songs no no this is a different cashed out <laughs> it's funny so this is funny. I see that cashed out poster all the time when we go out west, and uh, it's it's C A S H, you know. And my friend's band is cashed with a K. Oh, I th- I'm thinking of a of a John and a popular one at that. There's a Johnny Cash cover band called Cashed yeah. Out. It's from San Diego, and I, they're pretty. They're like they're pretty popular. They are. They are. And so yeah. whenever I see the poster, I like take a picture of it, send it send it to my buddy, just to give him shit. Um. But hey, man, there's a there's a there's a band called Wax and yep. and I, I've actually it's, tra- it's so strange. I have a mutual mutual friend with the the lead singer of the band Wax. They had a they had a couple big songs in like the early '90s, and to this day to this day when they they if they do a show, people go there to see them, and when I do a show, people go there to see me, and people get mad about it. And there's like another there's like there's a bunch of motherfuckers named Wax, but there's two in America that are kind of like people like have a fan base you know what i mean but there's small bands that'll go to see wax and like and and with with the way the internet works like you know like bands in town and apps apps like that like touring apps like it'll get confused like it'll get confused by the same name and people will think they'll see my face and think they're going to see me (laughs) and i'll be seeing this there's like a metal band in ohio called wax (laughs) like this is not what i thought it was gonna be dude i had a guy i remember i had a guy i did a show in houston years ago and a guy came to me after the show after seeing the entire set and like if you listen to this band wax they don't sound like me really and then he's like he's like why didn't you do any songs from blah 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 album i'm like what and then i realized I'm like damn dude you sat through the whole show and didn't realize i'm not that band it's crazy yeah, that's funny as shit <laughs> yeah um yeah, uh, so I interrupted. I, I went on a tangent though what, what were you gonna say about no it's okay out? uh no joey from cast out all he said was dude I fucking love this guy. Holy shit. That's all he said. About, about you. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, so shit. He fucking loves you. Um, oh, well, tell him, I'm telling him I'm sorry about kind of kind of halfway dissing his band name. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean I'm sure to. He'll, he'll appreciate it. Um, it's actually a great name. 
It is. It is a great name. Yeah, my, my buddy uh, Greg who comes up with that shit. He's a I call him the punman, dude. Dude can make up puns like, and it's it's to the point where it's like super <laughs> annoying. You're just like, dude, shut up, stop, just stop. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm pro- I'm probably that guy. Yeah, but that I'm always I like I'm always doing shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he's uh, like his songwriting. Like he's always comes with some clever shit as well. And I know it's a lot of puns and stuff. That's great. Um. Uh. Let me see. Was that his question when you put it out Yeah, there? I was like, hey. He was like, like I, just tell him I love this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, dude, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> Holy shit, that was it. I don't know if you're going to mention this on the podcast, but we tried to talk yesterday, and, and then you're, you had technical difficulties, and we talked a lot about people we knew in the Maryland uh, scene. So just in case you don't use any of that because it, it was bad, I just want to shout out the Grilled Lincolns. Yeah. We talked about them yesterday, how they're, they're, we have mutual friends in them. Yeah, those guys. Just want to give give them a shout out. Shout out, all you guys. Those guys are great. The fucking uh, the, the the song about blowing the, the Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, blow me like a Nintendo <laughs> game. So good, dude. Yeah, they would they would stop they would guys. stop mid set or mid song. Do the the you know like yeah yeah hilarious. They used to have a song called. Uh, they used to have a song called Jaeger Shots. Did you ever see them play that song? Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. The con the con the concept of the song was that they would, it was like kind of like. Jaeger shots, Jaeger shots, burn the tab, burn the tab. But they would play the song until somebody brought them Jaeger shots. <laughs> and I, just thought it, I just thought it was a funny concept. We, I actually had a uh, my my homie that I ta- that I told you about that uh, that produced for me. They've actually passed away last year. His twenty first birthday, I did a show with uh, in Baltimore actually with the Grilled Lincolns. I think it, I want to say it was at the, whatever the place used to be. Is it used to be Hammerjacks? Maybe it was Hammerjacks. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, there was. There might be. It might have had a different name, but I think it was Hammerjack. There was Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street, exactly. Yeah. We played the show. The show was at Bourbon Street, and it was E's twenty first birthday. He was younger than me, and uh, they did Jaeger shots. So the the waitress fucking, the waitress brings up a solo like a red solo cup full of Jaegermeister with a bunch of little shot glasses. With the idea being that everybody in the band would take a shot by using the thing to pour it in the, you know what I mean? Oh no. But instead, but instead, he just took the fucking solo cup uh, as a really, really naive 21-year-old and slammed the whole solo cup full of Jaeger oh, right there. God. And by by the end of the Grilled Lincoln set, he was a he was a fucking ghost. Like you'd look in his eyes and he'd be he wasn't there. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah, I've been a ghost many times on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was the the, the mid two thousands. Was um, the band was fueled by Jaeger. It was just oh my god, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> I'm so glad that shit's Jaeger over. Used to, Jaeger used to like kind of sponsor a lot of bands. I think that they would just t- tell bands to fucking put their put their poster up wherever they played and give them a bottle of Jaegermeister or something. Yeah, I think that's the, that was the deal. We we never that was the thing. Like we never got sponsored. We would fucking bring that shit on stage and we would have the bottle sitting there, a giant bottle sitting on the drum riser, like, and we would just be hitting it every couple songs. Like, right, and we right, were like, right. we're gonna get sponsored. It wasn't even like the like we weren't trying to get sponsored. We just we when when we didn't, it was like, why aren't we sponsored? Like this is ridiculous. Like we drink this shit all the time. Always right. promoting it. Right. Well, if you ask them why aren't we sponsored, they'd be like, Why the fuck would we sponsor you? You're, you're promoting us anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Have you ever have you ever done a have you ever had like a um have you ever done a tour where you had had like a van with, with a, a sticker on that or like you know what I mean? Like a sponsored tour where like they wrapped a van or anything like that? Um I've been, I've never I've never I've never actually done that. Yeah, we never we never wrapped a van. Uh Cashed Out actually just did that. They wrapped their van and trailer. Um but uh <clears throat> yeah, we've never done that. Um I've always thought that was weird myself because to me it's like 
it's saying like, hey, come steal our shit. Like, we're, we're going to go in the hotel room tonight. So it's, the van's going to be here for like eight hours in the dark alone. So you can totally steal this shit. Like, that's, that shit's weird to me. We had, a, we had a Boy Scout trailer for a few years. And it had the, this big logo on the side. and had like names of old Boy Scouts and like the uh, Troop 224 and all this shit. Like, and we would get like, we'd be driving, like people would drive by us and like they'd give us like the, the salute. And I had no idea how to do it. I would just do it back at right, them, you know? Right. Um, so I always thought it was weird. I, we knew this one band that they pulled up one, day, one time and they had their fucking press picture on the back of the trailer with their band name. And it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. It was like clearly like novices, like never been on tour, like just we're right. this is you know we're oh god it was that's funny I've never I've actually never really thought about the fact that if you wrap your shit it's more likely to get stolen that's so obvious to me now yeah I was thinking more like you know people people would get a a van wrapped by wrapped by like Rockstar Energy Drink or some bullshit and then they and then that van pays for all the hotels and shit I mean that company yeah no that that's definitely I, I know friends that have done that and um it's uh. It definitely works out monetarily. It works out great. I just, for me, it just weirds me out to, to do something like that. It is weird. Yeah. You know, I used to, I used to own a, uh, <clears throat> when I was in that band, McGregor, I was, I was the guy who bought the 15 passenger van, you know, yeah. and, and I fucking got the decal McGregorBand.com on the side. That was when, <laughs> that was when your website was everything. I guess it still is kind of. It, it's, it's back again. That, that, yeah. was pre, that was like pre, pre MySpace even, like right before MySpace was the thing. It was like when your main thing, your band, would, the only thing your band would have online was your website. And as soon as I got the fucking, as soon as I got the decal on the side of the band, the fucking band broke up. <laughs> <laughs> but, so but, but I got anybody, the, the decal, man. Yeah, anybody listening, don't do that. That's a fucking, you're jinxing yourself. Yeah, it's like, if, you buy, if you're the one in the band that buys the van, don't get the decal unless you're like really fucking solid. It's like getting the girlfriend's name tattooed. It's like, it's like the, it's, it's the death. <laughs> That's the perfect uh, simile. <laughs> simile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, shit, man. I'm sure we could talk all fucking day. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a good podcast, man. Very, very uh, natural conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been, it's been really great. It's been awesome to hear hear this hear the story for sure. Um, can't really think of it. like. I feel like we've covered a lot of things. Um, so what? Yeah. So what's going on? You're working on new music. Uh, you doing shows? Like what's happening? What's 2019 looking like? I'm actually I'm actually not doing. I don't have any shows scheduled right now because usually. Usually the way that I, I kind of work is I do uh well I was do I was doing a monthly show for the last two years I stopped doing that I was doing a, I was doing like an acoustic slash comedy show out here like a variety show but it got annoying because I was like the guy that booked the show and promoted the show every every month it was it was it, it was fucking awesome and I'm glad I did it it was called Wax and Friends but but that is unfortunately over now so now I'm working on a album and probably when it comes out I usually I usually kind of do that same thing like I'll go on tour afterwards you know right but uh but I'm still I'm still figuring that out. Um, the next, the next album I do is going to be, um, I think it's going to be a, a really good one. So it'll probably come out in like April. Awesome. And then also, the, also this this year, I'm doing I'm doing kind of a series of like I said, or I think I said earlier in the conversation that I'm doing like a kind of a video series where I just perform from my backyard or from my somewhere in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll be I'm, I'm, my plan. My plan as of right now is to is at least for the first few months of the year that I'm going to put a video out on the tens, like the 10th, 20th and the 30th of the month. I'll put out like a, uh, like a video. That's a great idea. So that's pretty, that's pretty much my, that's pretty much my plan for now. And then I'll put out an album and I'll see, see what happens, make some music videos. Kind of like the same shit I've been doing. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I think that's that's. I think your fans appreciate that, man. I, I, you know, you always like everything that I've that I've seen from you. It's always quality stuff. Like I don't think you have a problem. There's man. no problem in that department. That's for sure. So I think just the more stuff you put out, I think the better it's going to be. You're just going to keep getting subscribers and views and you know. It's, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Your shit sounds great. And uh, yeah. Thanks, man. You okay. too, dude. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna check out that girls album. I'm really, really curious about that. I want to fucking. Uh, I'm. I might. I might. You know what's interesting? Just as before we bounce. Uh, that's interesting is like when I listen to a band for the first time now, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just go on Spotify and you'll and it's almost it's almost like a self curated greatest hits in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you just play it from the top. Is that a good way to check y'all out? Yeah, that's pretty much like all the typical we have to play those songs live kind of thing. Like the the one the top song is Walk Away. It's it just hit fifteen million. Um and uh that that wow yeah, that, congratulations thanks thanks yeah that that song by far has the most plays everything else is up in the millions but um yeah that's our most popular song it came i mean it, it came out uh in 2011 so it's, it's had some time to grow but it, it's always like that's the song that like, puts people on and, and it's not even my favorite song that we do like just it just is what it is you know yeah that's how it works yeah that's, how that's it works. so interesting um, my my favorites are probably that's why that's why I, that's why I asked actually I'm like is that is is your most popular songs the shit to check out <laughs> sometimes it's, yeah for me it's like half half of them are I, you know? I would check out uh, if you if you're gonna check it out I would check out uh, mixtape that's on the girls record mixtape's probably my it's that one and let her go are like my favorite songs from the from that album let her go is more of a doo wop okay. song um, oh, yeah nice. I love that I love making like doo wop like 50s style sound and stuff. That's so fucking weird. I have I have a fucking doo-wop song on my album. Oh, you out. do? That's so weird. Yeah, it's called uh, Better Than Normal. Better Than Normal. Nice. No, we should we should yeah. get together and uh, write a song or something, man. I think I'm down. I'm down. I, I, yeah. Next, I, I come to I come to um, you know I, I I I was just in I go I come to Maryland a lot. That's where my family's at. It's awesome. When, when do you think you'll be here next? That I don't know because I was just I actually just went there for my friend's wedding for a week and then I went for Thanksgiving for a week, but um, you know I don't know if you guys are, are you guys are you guys gonna be out here anytime yeah. soon? Because also because I got you know I got a studio here too and shit. So uh, if you're ever in town, yeah, you guys, what, what venue do you guys uh, usually play in LA? Um, we don't really play LA proper too much. We've done the Glass House a few times in Pomona. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. Far. Yeah, but then we'll do like um, we'll play in um, Santa Ana a lot at the uh, the, con- the Catalyst. The, no, the Constellation Room in uh, the Ob- oh Santa Ana. I, I I get all the Santas yeah. confused. I was thinking Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz Catalyst is great. We've been there a bunch of times recently. Yeah, I know. I've, I've done the Constellation Room. Yeah, next time y'all come through, I'll come through. Next time y'all come through, I'll come. Yeah, through. yeah, for sure. We're gonna be we're doing a we'll be there next month. Actually, we're doing a, a festival called One Love in Long Beach. And then, um, oh yeah, I know that. I know that. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna be in the studio for a few days after that, um, and we're doing a few a few shows in uh, in Cali um, that next week. So uh, yeah, I'll hit you up when we're coming out. Sweet man, yeah, let me know. I'll be there. Awesome, dude. Well, dude, Wax is fucking awesome to talk to you, man. And uh, thanks for um, doing it again. I know yesterday we had some problems with the the gear, so I appreciate you you know calling back and, and doing it. All good, man. I had a great time. Yeah, me too, man. Well, uh, like I said, keep doing what you're doing, man. Your shit's rad, and uh, I'll make sure to link people, you know, to your, to you uh, in the podcast and all that. And yeah, I guess we'll talk soon, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. All right, Howie. Later. Peace. There you have it. 
Wax, thank you so much, man. Uh, again, thank you for uh, dealing with my my amateur bullshit over here. <laughs> um, nah, great guy, and um, it was just fun to really talk about all that stuff. He's he's just um, he had some great stories and uh, really got into the business side of it. And um, I hope you learned something. You know, if not, I hope you were entertained. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <clears throat> My voice is awful. I hope I can sing tonight. Uh, thank you, Wax. Everybody go check out his stuff. He's got new music coming. Uh, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Check him out. He's Big Wax on the Instagrams. Um, give him a follow. And uh, send him a DM. Tell him how much you love him. And I hope to talk to, to him again very soon. Ballyhoo uh, playing the Tallyhoo Theater tonight. Leesburg, Virginia. And then we're heading off to uh, do some dates with Badfish this week. So, valleherox.com slash tour. Go to my website, howiespangler.com. Hit me up on the Instagram. Say what's up. Leave some comments. Let me know who I should talk to next. It's Howie Spangler on the uh, Instagram and the Twitter. Um, I hope you're enjoying the song of the day. I'm doing those. I'm trying to do it all through January. And if it goes well, I don't know. I'm going to try to do it the rest of the year. I'm just going to... I need to be singing every day. And this is a good reason for me to do it. I don't want to disappoint you. You know, I want you to, to be, uh, I want you to love me and and not uh, be upset because you didn't get your song of the day. So I'm trying, it, it's, I know there's going to be some difficult times and it might be hard to get them out. I, do, I know that. Just being on the road, it's, it's going to be hard to find a place, a quiet place or, you know, to do it. So, um, but I will do my best to keep this going. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you soon. Tales from the Green Room. <laughs>